back for episode 16. It's been a little while. It has. What, what, you know, what was the reason we, we weren't doing them? I, um, I went camping recently up on Mount Rainier National Park that's right. with a friend, and uh, we were hiking around Paradise. We hiked all the way up to Pebble Creek, 7,200 feet. You saw, you saw a bear too. Yeah, we saw a black bear on the way down. It was pretty far away. It was a small black speck in the mountain flowers, but it was pretty cool nonetheless. And then last week, I got my wisdom teeth out. That, uh, that kind of put you behind the eight ball, didn't it? Yeah, uh, it sucked. Old, it still sucks. The old shark eight ball. If I if you, if we can get a plug in on our program there. Yeah, no shark teeth in right now. Uh, you know. Well, had your shark teeth pulled out, your Kinda. wisdom shark teeth. <clears throat> well, what I wanted to talk about today, Cole, is why it is that we go to movies. And people say, well, because they're entertaining. They're, they're, it's, I've read the book and I just can't wait for the film to come out. There's a lot of a lot of those I've got a hot date when I'm gonna mm-hmm. neck in the back of movies the, are great story projectors. They're, they're a vision of someone's story. Well those are those are the principal reasons why people go see films. And that's what the Hollywood producers and the and the, the motion picture industry they, they work and strive at that. But there are other reasons why people go into motion picture theaters. One is because it's really hot outside and there's air conditioning. Or It sounds like a very specific example. Well, it's, it is a specific example. And I have another one. Or it is extremely cold outside <laughs> and you want to go in to where, a place where it's warm. Now, I have two films in mind, and in both cases, in one case, I went in to watch it because it was unbelievably hot, and this place advertised a motion picture, but it also advertised that it was air-conditioned, and it was 15 degrees cooler inside the theater than it was outside. That's what I went in. How hot was it that day? It was probably 95, and and it was in Montreal, Canada. That's hot for... And then the the temperature is 95, but the humidity humidity. is probably up there about 92. So you're just sweating. The first time I went to Florida, I, I never... I never experienced that amount of humidity. Yes. And it was just like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. (laughs) I was a little kid. I was like, something's wrong with the air. (laughs) There was something wrong with you. The other case, the time that that I went into a theater to watch a film because it was too cold, and that wasn't in Montreal. That was in Cleelum, Washington. So the two films. First film was... Uh, we'll start. Let's go with the cold first, and then we'll go with the warm up. And that's actually chronologically the first time that I ever went into a theater because of temperature was I was in Cleelum, Washington, and I was with this guy, and we were looking at old cars in Cleelum, and we had been walking around, and it, 
it was just numbing cold. And we decided, let's, let's go into this theater. It's warm in there. Let's, and we could get some candy and have something to drink. And so we did, we watched a film called The Flight of the Phoenix. And it was a good film to watch because not only was the theater warm, but the theater, but the movie itself had a theme about men stranded in the desert. Mm. So the flight of the Phoenix is this airplane that gets blown off course or something. And they land, have to crash land in the middle of the Sahara desert. Oh God. And, and then it's, they have to take, take a tally of what resources they have and how much water and how much food is left. Uh-huh. And then it's this. That sounds movie. interesting, actually. Well, actually, it's not a bad movie. And then they find out that the the entire plane is is trashed. And but there is one German on the plane that is an engineer. So German engineer. An, a German engineer. Do you think is it Werner Herzog? It is not Werner Herzog, but it is somebody like a Werner Herzog kind of guy. And he says, oh, wow, what a mess we are in. But wait a minute here. I used to play with the little tinker toys and the little tiny things, and I can make models. And if I make a model of this problem we are in, I will be able to figure out a way to get out of here. So he, the German engineer builds a plane, so, fixes the plane. So he has this idea about and if he does not reveal at first that he is a little little model schmitzer making uh-huh. So these guys go, oh God, that's great. We're gonna get out of here, Larry. God, that's good. And then we put and then the, the lady said, You see this little model I've made of it because I used to work in a toy factory. And then oh God, Larry, this guy's bananas. He worked in a toy factory and he thinks he can damn get the plane off the ground. We're we're screwed, man. We is screwed. And there's all sorts of things that happen, like mm-hmm. oh, there's wandering tribes of Arabs that come by and kill a few guys, and there's all that kind of stuff oh. going on. But what they have to do, but believe me, and I'm watching all this movie, but from being absolutely cold to I'm starting to warm, and the fact that it's warm in the desert is making it even more comfortable. So it's like, let's stick around here for a while. Let's watch how this movie ends. And what they finally do is this guy is he is a model maker and he but the idea is that if you make something small and they're able to use the math and blow it up to what it might be when it's big and you mm-hmm. have your engineering calculations down you can do it so they they get this plane and they have to dismantle and they have like one engine left that works and so Finally, they figure out and can get this plane running. And so they finally get it to take off. And, and some of the guys are hanging on the wings as it's flying. And but they it, it ends happily. And, and well, that's good. Then. And and it ended happily for us too, because by the time we got out of the theater, we were warm and cozy. We went back to the car, got in the car turned the heat on and drove back all the way to Ellensburg where we went to 
college and it was it was fine and so the flight of the phoenix i will remember it warmly mm-hmm. yes now the second time well the, as you know in the stories that grandpa tells the world trundles through the universe and it goes and time elapses and the next thing you know where does grandpa find himself but in montreal canada in the middle of the summer and i was the assistant super, i was the assistant superintendent of a school for gifted and talented children that's not important right now few of them were gifted hardly any of them were talented but we won't go into that it was i was in my off hours and i was walking around one saturday early or late morning, early afternoon, and Montreal in the summertime can get very hot. And this particular day was about 95 degrees, and the humid X factor was up around 85 to 90. Mm-hmm. And so it was just sweltering, unbelievably Just, sweltering. oh, it's sticky. It's kind of like... It's just uncomfortable. And so I was walking, and why I was walking in this, why I wasn't inside, I don't think my apartment had air conditioning, that's why. So I'm walking down the street, and I see a theater marquee, and what's playing? It's just new out in the theaters. Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Ooh. Mm. But that didn't catch my eye as much as this little sign underneath the marquee that said, air conditioned, 15 degrees cooler inside, guaranteed. <laughs> now that caught my eye because of the <laughs> extreme heat, the mm-hmm. extreme humidity. So I went in and all of a sudden I stepped across the threshold of that door into the dark reaches of Sigourney Weaver's outer space and the temperature dropped 15 degrees and i thought to myself when you're in a cool air-conditioned theater who cares if you scream who cares if anybody hears you you're a lot cooler than the people outside exactly i saw anyway so we walked i watched the film and this was the film that had all of those great scenes in it scenes that since that time we've come to just consider to be commonplace cliches in alien movies mm-hmm. somebody's somebody's got to have something attack their face mm-hmm. and then somehow recover from it and then a couple of days later when when he's laying on the table some little puppet pops out of your stomach and goes running away to become a gigantic monster in about uh, about two frames mm-hmm. Two, two minutes, three minutes later, how the thing got that big that quickly is not explained well in the film. It, I think it was maybe a couple hours. Well, even though, but what is it eating? It's it, we don't really know what the alien they, eats. They, there was no, there was no, you know, there was not a. Uh, well, it's there's a lot it, of you know theories and stuff no, about how the alien. I saw no vending machine that said alien snacks. Who knows if the alien needs you know, resources know. and stuff I, like that? It, who knows? But there was lots of interesting actors in it. Uh, uh, some, uh, the, well, I can't, but the, 
not thinking what the actor's name was, and I won't try to, to shorthand here, but so my, my point was that the film, and it was, it was scary, and I, I'm, I'm in there all by myself, and it was probably the first show of the, of the day, but believe me, I didn't want to leave, and even though I was, it was freaking me out. Yeah, it's a freaky movie. It's, it's a freaky movie, and it's scary, but it was also, I was sort of between, <clears throat> I wouldn't want to say a rock and a hard place, but I was between a, what? I was between a, an alien and a hot place because the, the, it was cool inside. And I thought it's like, if I go outside, I'm, it's going to be, as soon as I go out that door, I'm going to be hit by that wall of heat. Yeah, so you want, you were, you're pressured to stay inside, but I this was film was giving you the creeps. It was giving me the creeps, but it wasn't giving me the creeps enough because I knew going outside was going to be, it wasn't going to be creepier, but it was going to be more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I sat there for the whole show, watched Sigourney Weaver battle aliens, uh, finally figure out a way to trick the alien into... Blow it out the damn airlock. Blow it out the, the old, the, you know, and you see the end there. You see the film and you can't, in some of the, in some of the, at least it was in the Canadian, uh, Canadian edition of the film. Maybe this wasn't shown in the United States, but the, the, the alien is it's being blown into space. You can hear it say, ah, the old fooled in the airlock trick. That's the second time this month. Hey, fooled me again, yeah. eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Hoser, fooled me again, eh? And off they went into outer space. Mm -hmm. Remember that time you and I went to the theater and we went and saw that shark movie? Which shark movie? The Shallows with Blake Lively. Oh, do you remember that one? I do recall. That one, uh, that one was almost like, you know, kind of reinstating all the shark fear that the Jaws had originally instated. Yes. But it, that, I remember that one giving me a few good jump scares. That that was a creepy shark movie. Well, and, and, the, and the, the difference is, as I recall, it, tell me if I'm wrong. It wasn't like a silly movie. It wasn't. It was. It had more of a documentary feel to it, and it was and almost eh, sort of. But yeah, yeah. It was like, but it, it wasn't silly. No. It wasn't like there's a lot of silly shark movies out no, there. No, but there wasn't mayor. The mayor saying we we depend on these tourist dollars. We depend on them. it. Was it was it gave more of the feeling like. This could happen. You could be like swimming in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and then you, you, like your, 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 your parasail or something to get screwed up, and you'd be stranded. And then, like the those tiger sharks, they'd come after you. That could happen. Totally. Yeah, that that could. And happen. then the movie ends with Blake Lively uh, going clinging onto a buoy. She breaks the chain off the buoy, and it's, as it sinks to the bottom, the shark chases down after her, and she gets out of the way, and the shark impales itself on the anchor weight. There's metal rods sticking out, and it impales its own face and mouth on the anchor weight and kills itself in the process. That uh, was pretty... Do you remember that scene? I don't remember that scene, but... 
I think we should leave that scene with our readers and think, you know, tune in next time. We don't want you to get impaled on this episode. So by next time, we'll hope you figure out a way to get yourself unimpaled from these exciting podcasts.